0: Regular, regular features. regular, 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 features, regular, regular, regular features. Regular features. Show. Hello, and welcome to this, a very special episode of Regular Features. Usually, as you know, we're a light-hearted podcast, but tonight we've decided to tackle some very important issues. And with me tonight are Steve. Steve help hello hi i'm serious steve for a change very important that you're serious on this a very important
1: episode steve we like to have a laugh here on regular features podcast but some things aren't laughing matters for instance joe yeah i'm
2: still waiting for you to
0: be introduced
1: don't laugh at me don't laugh at joe don't ever
2: laugh at me
0: because I'll take it really badly. There's a time and a place for jokes. It's not this week on a very special episode of Regular Features. Mm, mm, Joe mm. heard that you've been laughing at recent
1: episodes of the podcast, and it's actually shooking him to his core. Yep.
2: He's My a core shell is. of a boy. My core's been wiggling around for a week or two, and I
0: we're, can't do a thing about it. And we're going to have to come on down on that. We're going to have to come on down on that like a price is right. <laughs> if we hear you laughing
1: at this episode, then I'm afraid... You're going to diminish Joe's ego to that of a bee, a <laughs> tiny animal.
2: <laughs> Why did you say bee? <laughs> because of it's all
0: the, only the animals.
1: animals. It's the only animal that exists as a noun in my brain anymore. This,
0: this episode is so serious yeah. that the, all the jingles will be in a minor key and <laughs> there might not even be any bee names at the end. What? That's how... So we can't... Just do how serious this episode is going to be. And then, oh, I'm saying bee already. And let's face it, there's going to be bees. (laughs) We're going
1: to have to have the thing at the end where it's like, if you've been affected by any of the issues raised by this episode of the Regular Features
0: podcast,
2: shout it into a local hive.
0: (laughs) You shout it into a hive and they'll tell each other, it's what they do. They'll do a very sad waggle dance. (laughs) Their bums draping all over the floor. (laughs)
2: Drawing unhappy emojis into the dust. (laughs) Stop laughing!
1: (laughs) Serious.
0: Log? Yes? What is a very special episode? Uh, Well, it's what we've been alluding to. Um, I would say that a very special episode is an episode of a sitcom or generally that, where instead of aiming to make the people laugh, they instead decide to tackle an issue du jour. Like, um, there was an episode, say, of um, Different Strokes, where Arnold got enticed into a bicycle repair shop and given wine, <laughs> and um, he was then he then proceeded to take his shirt off and pretend to be Tarzan until Mr. Drummond called the police. What? And it, so, yeah, there was no music at the end of that episode, and, but it was so popular in the ratings that it did become an annual Halloween special.
2: I think that's I think, <laughs> to me. <laughs> skipping past the horror of that uh the i think to me that the hallmark of a very special episode is that there is not music at the end yes. that's my abiding memory of it
0: and to be, yeah like i told you in the chat I, I was trying to sort of brush up on a few very special episodes and i watched the the fresh prince of bel-air episode called papa's got a brand new excuse and will smith acts so fucking good at the end of that one i was crying and I was so glad that you decided to have some dinner before we started recording the episode because I was in no mood to start the episode. You had to rehydrate. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was like, "Oh saw my. The
0: scene.
2: What does it he say? Why doesn't he want me? He
0: just, he just gets really angry and then breaks down, and like, that's the kind of shit that hits me hard when someone is pretending not to have emotions and the emotions come tumbling through. Just I just got an actual chill thinking me. about it.
2: It's genuinely a really horrible <laughs> ending to anything. I'm more affected by that than. Films, yeah, real wow. films.
1: <laughs> that's saying something because some yeah. films are pretty sad and serious. I must say, I've seen some
0: some very serious films. Requiem for a Dream didn't touch the sides.
1: Oh,
2: I, I was thinking more like the Winter Soldier. That's that's pretty sad oh. and serious.
1: It's actually tackled some really big issues.
2: Yeah, ab- I think about. it's sadder when Will Smith doesn't have a dad than when Winter Soldier's arm falls off, or whatever happens yeah. to him in that film.
0: <laughs> I think Winter Soldier would be better paired not with Falcon, but with Bjork as Dancer in the Dark. That would be a fun pairing. <laughs> a blind woman who gets abused by everyone she knows.
2: It does sound like a very special episode to me.
0: Yes. <laughs> the upcoming uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong.
1: I mean, that looks like it's no fun at all. It looks like it's very serious film. About a big monkey killing a rabbit. What is
0: he? (laughs) An upside down rabbit.
1: (laughs) A dinosaur from
0: underwater. Rabbits are the only surviving dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Joyless, that looks, that
1: film. Absolutely like, come on. Probably good. Gonna watch it. Gonna watch it and gonna like it. Because I'm a.
2: One of them, one or both of them will pick up a boat and use it like a bat and you'll be like god it's so sad that they've picked up that boat and hit the other one in the head on it and then the other one's fallen
0: into the Salesforce tower in san francisco i wonder if they've got time to photoshop ever given onto the side of that boat to make it just really fucking modern
2: (laughs) i had my first
0: order delayed by the suez canal today Oh, this is a very special episode. Jesus, I'm sorry. I didn't realise it would get so real. (laughs) I ordered a book and the
2: book won't come until May because it's stuck on the canal.
1: God, I never think of books being on boats. No. Apart from like, cruise ships on the deck, or if you're reading one by the pool, but not in a container. Imagine opening a container and it's full of books. What a fucking <laughs> of what rip-off. a rip
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting lots of fish. <laughs> this is full of books. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'd love to see you your birthday thing, presents.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the only fishy thing about a book is that one smell
0: it has when you first get it, and that goes away. <laughs> this is <laughs> bullshit. When you slap the bookshot on your nose just to get the full waft of that uh, fishy stink. <laughs> give
2: me that fish. <laughs> so yeah, actually this is a special episode for the book what I ordered that won't come for a bit. <laughs> it's oh, bullshit.
1: That's so sad. Mm. I'm, I'm already pretty upset with the um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air thing.
2: Yeah, imagine if his dad left and then he found out his book wasn't coming. He would have been so
1: angry. It would have been a real double whammy for Will Smith.
0: <laughs> so, what is on this very special episode log? Well, we I think we've all assembled some of our very personal, favourite, very special episodes, and we'll be. We can't get the obviously the the rights to play them. So we're going to reenact them all ourselves. Great, some of it, yeah, great, yeah. I
1: was going to say what you said again, but you said it perfectly the first time.
0: So you said great twice. Yeah. <laughs> How many times are you going to say great? Great, once. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Stop get into it then Guys, you're ah, being shit. silly. We can play a normal jingle now, but once we get into the sadness. It all has to be sad.
2: We have to pitch, we have to pitch shift everything down a semitone or whatever it (laughs) it takes to make it minor.
1: (laughs) I'm sure there's a plug in. There's got to be a plug in.
2: There's always a plug in. Let's find out right now.
1: Right,
0: so this first very special episode I've got is a very special episode of DuckTales. It's season four, episode three, and um, it starts off um, with... It's unusual, it starts off in an empty mansion, Scrooge McDuck's gone on holiday with the rest of the cast, and after one minute of absolute silence, with the camera panning slowly around the desolate, still rooms of McDuck Mansion, a real-life Ian McKellen walks down the ornate McDuck staircase and uh, coughs up a mouth skeleton into his palm before hiding it in his pocket. Um, we, we join the episode now. Life is like a- Hello, I'm Ian McKellen, and on this very special episode of DuckTales, I want to tell you about the very real dangers of punching your balls back into your tummy if you wank too much.
1: Thanks, Ian. I'm Dick Lundy. I created Cartoon Ducks. Back in 1934, when I first drew that famous sailor costume to get Donald's real human tits past the censors, It never occurred to myself and my good friend Walt Disney that children would slap their nuts back up in their guts from yanking their lads in a rowdy demeanour.
2: Thanks, Dick. I'm Walt Disney. My company's recently reached an out-of-court settlement with a family whose son walloped his sack with such catastrophic force that his bollocks retreated immediately and with indefinite effect into his stomach which digested
0: them. A jury decided that on the balance of probabilities, it was an illegally horny episode that would drive any reasonable man to pummel his Jacksons up, up and away.
1: The judge gave us two options. First, we could make Scrooge McDuck less sexually attractive.
2: That was an absolute non-starter. Our artistic vision of Scrooge McDuck as an absolute hornbag
1: was and remains non-negotiable. This is our second option, a very special episode of DuckTales, in which we explain the dangers of using one hand to wank and the second to thwack your ball bag with the table tennis bat while you do so.
2: I'm not your father. I'm not going to tell you not... To wank to ducktails.
0: Instead, we've agreed to send every child in America a Walt Disney cock ring shaped like a mouse's ear. Simply pop your junk through Mickey's left lug hole and his furry lobe will nestle against your taint. Ratchet Mickey's ear snugly
1: shut and now every season can be duck season. For
0: wanking. Well, it sounds like Scrooge McDuck's coming home. We'd better split, fellas. (laughs) Bye. 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 Goodbye. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm back from holiday. (laughs) That's not right, is it? I'm... (laughs) What does he sound like? Isn't he Scottish? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Okay, I'm back from holiday. Oh, who the fuck left the eating on in this mansion? What a waste of money. Ooh, and it's boiling in here. Oof. I'm gonna take off. I'm gonna have to take off these jodpas and this heavy feather boa.
1: Da-dum-dum, what is that famous stripping music?
0: I you love, know? Like, you know. As soon as I read this <laughs> earlier, I knew what that music was.
1: <laughs> Sorry, log.
0: Oh no, my real human tits have popped out.
1: That was a very, that's an excellent choice, log. It's, that
0: is seared into my brain, that episode of DuckTales. People get into such panics about what the kids are getting up to and it's just becomes stupid what real media that people like adults have to watch too. But you gotta arm the kids with the information they need to make the correct choices. It's, mm-hmm. But it's awkward. Can you imagine watching that episode with your children?
2: I remember watching I love the nineteen nineties. And Simon, and and it had been like all fun and games before that bit, but then Simon Pegg came on and said uh, that he what, he had slammed his balls into his tummy just before he watched that episode, and it was really sad. That is because Because now he can only have
1: much smaller children. Mm, he does have very, very tiny children that follow him around like ducks, ironically. That
2: is ironic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'd never thought about it until
0: I said it out loud. <laughs> Stop laughing, stop laughing. Shut <laughs> up, no, Joe. So, so, so. Have we got anything else? Because I, I I, I feel quite touched by that and I want to just take my mind off it. Is if you are like affected someone? by that issue,
1: then you can mm-hmm. go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and pledge. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Just just one pound will get you the help you need.
2: But the more you pledge, the happier you'll be. Yeah, the more. Oh, the, oh you'll be neck deep.
0: It becomes. Neck deep in help.
2: <laughs> and we'll send you a mouse Cockering nope. as well. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 sorry, no, okay, <laughs> no, <laughs> tombola.
2: <laughs> we do we, to, do, we do, do we do tombola,
1: Joe? Okay, God, <laughs> if they bring the tombola back up, they'll want it. <laughs> I forgot about the tombola, <laughs> <laughs> so would I until Joe mentioned I, it. I only
2: remember it because it's in the one of the jingle folders (laughs) like what the fuck's the tombola tombola theme the famous tombola
0: theme (laughs) yeah that we used loads I assume well that that can be the next jingle then before we do the next feature to see what the fuck (laughs) that was about I've forgotten it
2: Um, so this is my pick now. Um, this, this really resonated amongst me and my school chums when I was young. And this is, of course, uh, the episode of Friends entitled The One Where Ross Contracts an Incurable Jungle Disease. <laughs> <Shh>. Laughing. <clears throat> I'm tearing up. I'm tearing up.
0: Yeah, it's it's when I get quite emotional, it does sound like I'm laughing. Yeah. I
1: start exhaling
0: repeatedly in short bursts. Absolute guns at funerals. I'm a howler. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: obviously, everyone knows that. Everyone listening to this knows this, but I, I'll just I'll set the scene. So, all of the friends have stood around a hospital bed. All the f- five of the friends have stood around a hospital bed, looking down at Ross, who is one of the other friends, whose and his eyes are gone, and his nose is stitched up and his arms are on the wrong shoulders, and he is clearly about to die of an incurable jungle disease. And by the way, a little Easter egg for you, if you didn't know, if you didn't grow up in the 90s, um, is that Friends is actually presented as an acronym, and it stands for all the Friends names, which are Phoebe with an F, Ross, Ian, excellent Neil, that's the E-N, Diane, and Shabazz from Big Brother. (laughs) Um oh. so and that's so we're at the hospital bed
0: Ross I can't believe you're dying I know Phoebe neither can I
1: By the way I'm Ross the dying one
2: Ross why did you even eat that jungle flower You even said when you went to the jungle
1: that you'd be taking your own food like The Tracker bars Ian, I already told you It's because I dropped all the tracker bars In a
0: lagoon Well, I guess that makes you Lagoon
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, Shabazz Your French is getting Really good now I'm so sorry I won't be able To be around when you're finally Finally fluent Stop
2: talking, Ross. It's nearly time. We're here for you, and I know you can't see us because your eyes are gone, but we're all smiling at you.
1: Thank you, Diane. Thank you, everyone. I wish I'd never eaten that huge red jungle flower. I really do. But if I have to die, I'm glad that it's with all my friends here. And also, my sandwich.
0: Ross, (laughs) I'm really sorry to say, we forgot your sandwich that you're famous for.
1: Excellent, Neil. That doesn't sound excellent. You forgot my
2: sandwich. Your sandwich?
0: My sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, your sandwich.
1: Well, now I really want to die. Here I go
2: and dad uh, oh my god oh jesus he's he's gone he's gone, gone.
0: so no one told
2: you that was gonna be
0: this way <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe they played the fucking Theme tune in a major key at the end of that. (laughs) Well, that's why Friends
2: really set itself apart in sitcom history, is that when it did a very special episode, it wanted to pep you back up at the end, no matter what happened, really.
1: They wanted to leave you where they found
2: you. No matter how homophobic the entire rest of the episode was, (laughs) it really wanted to get you back outside at the end. It was
1: just excellent Neil and... Ross, repeatedly hugging and then looking at each other like it was no homo. Yeah. But then hugging again and going, ooh, looking like it was no homo. For 20 minutes, solidly. And then it was a jungle disease. (laughs) (laughs) That
2: jungle disease is horrible, though. I think the thing that, I mean, say what you want about friends, but it stopped a generation of people from eating big red flowers that gave them bad diseases. Mm. And... I'm, you know, I'm not putting things on scales, that's what they say. Uh, but I will say that's net that's a net gain for society. We're not eating jungle flowers anymore and there aren't yeah. kids Who, losing like, their eyes and getting their arms on wrong back.
1: When you're in a jungle <laughs> and you see a big red flower, like I immediately think of Ross in the hospital bed and I think not today. I'm not going to eat that. There were those two or
2: much. three kids that did put them in their sandwich, but what are you going to do? Some kids are stupid. There's thickers t- everywhere. Those
1: TikTok kids, the I TikTok
2: mean, kids, kids, generation, making big red jungle sandwiches, undoing back. all back.
0: the good work that these episodes did.
2: They're so edgy. They it's are funny. edgy, aren't they? I hate Gen Z.
0: Uh, Guys, can I
1: share with you uh, my personal favourite mm-hmm. very special episode from the annals of very special episodes? This was actually um, an episode of Four in a Bed. This is Four in a Bed. is the Channel 4 daytime reality TV show in which B&B owners stay at one another's B&Bs uh. and, rate, and rate them.
0: I've referenced it once before in another feature as a comedy um, I think reference. I had I think I had exactly the same I don't know what we're talking about right now but I'll go with it <laughs> it's the come dine with me of duvets <laughs> exactly
1: in fact it's such a little known show that I think in the very special episode they do go somewhere to explaining what I'm talking about which is helpful <laughs> just to make sure uh. Hello, we're the four people in a bed from the name of the show. Hello. Hello there. What's that you say? You've seen Four in a Bed, the Channel 4 reality show loosely based on the Come Dine With Me format, in which four sets of B&B owners spend the night at one another's B&Bs and write down how many pubes they found in a leather-bound binder until a kind woman with soft white hair cries into her husband's lap as he turns bright red in anger. And you've never seen four actual people in an actual bed. Well, I would advise you to look closer, because as well as being the producers of the show, we've hidden ourselves in every episode as a kind of Easter egg. In Series 15, Episode 9, you can spot us in the kitchen of the Black
0: Rooster, just behind the trolley of poached eggs, all huddled together in a big bed. And pay a close attention during Episode 2 of Series 11, and you can just about make us out behind the big wheelie bins of the Meadow Lake Bed and Breakfast. We're the four people in a bed waving. And in the very first episode of our 10th series,
2: when Gordon and Amanda, the owners of the Saracens Head Hotel in Norfolk, peer through an antique telescope at the moon as their B&B burns to the ground, you can see us in a crater, in bed,
1: and smiling politely. Now you may be wondering, that's all well and good. We've established that the TV show Four in a Bed is secretly produced by four actual people who are in a bed. And that's how the show got its name. But why have you revealed yourselves today of all days? What is this all about? Well, we're here because this is no ordinary episode
0: of Four in a Bed. It's a very special episode of Four in a Bed. You may have noticed that the fourth person in our bed, Ursula, has not spoken a word. That is because Ursula is dead. Ursula has been dead for going on three months now.
1: Ursula died when we were driving our bed along the A12 to Colchester on our way to a production meeting with Studio Lambert when an improperly secured kayak in the oncoming lane fell from the roof of a brown Nissan Almera and struck Ursula in the head at a relative speed that, if she had been stationary, would have been the equivalent of being hit by a kayak going at over 200 miles per hour. That's 89 metres per second. The speed of... (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not funny. It's upsetting, I know, I know. It's
2: horrible. (laughs) That's 89 metres per second. The speed of a Boeing
1: 737 taking off. She didn't stand a chance. We pulled onto the hard shoulder and telephoned the fire brigade. By the time they arrived and told us that we should have called the police, and then the police arrived... And they sent an air ambulance, but there's only one air ambulance in all of Essex with a winch that's compatible with the colonial Raj Regency-style four-poster bed, so we had to wait for absolutely ages. Ursula was dead.
2: As a partner in our LLC and a 25% stakeholder in the show, we were contractually obliged to keep her in the bed,
0: or risk reverting to the show's previous title, Three in a Bed. We just couldn't have the number of people in the bed constantly fluctuating like that. What are they? The studio heads would ask. Are they three in a bed? Are they four in a bed? I can't keep track. Well, let me tell you, there's only one thing that will kill you in this industry faster than the keel of a kayak striking your orbital bone at the speed of noise. And that's having an unpredictable number of people in your bed from one day to the next. That's why we're here to remind you to properly secure your personal leisure
2: boats and other outdoor equipment when driving. Don't use bungee cords and remember to use a cockpit cover to prevent dangerous drag at
0: high speed. Inspect your roof rack annually for signs of damage and use bow and stern lines to ensure that your kayak is always parallel to the car.
1: And remember, this advice does not apply to Canadian canoes which are a different thing entirely. If you use our advice to secure a Canadian canoe, you may as well write the name of your victim along its side.
2: Ursula loved a canoe?
0: And now she can't even do that. We're four in a bed, reminding Reminding you you to to be be kayak-wise this this summer. summer.
2: How, Steve, Mm. how much of that, A... Is real and B, do you naturally know about kayak aerodynamics?
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. So, yeah, obviously, the whole thing we just read is real, but how much Steve, how much Steve do you know about Nissan Almeras? (laughs) Well,
2: it just really feels like you know actually how to secure a kayak to the top of a car.
1: Well, I've read two blog posts on Auto Trader, how to properly secure a kayak, and what I did what they, the four in the bed said about uh, Canadian canoes is perfectly accurate. You need an entirely different uh, roof rack accessory if you're going to try to secure a Canadian canoe. Luckily, they're not as common in the UK. They're more popular in what, Canada, I
0: guess,
1: <laughs> and I, some parts of America.
0: I, I'm just sad that the episode about jackknifing and aquagliding had to be saved for a separate episode because they, they, mm. they could have saved more lives. Yeah. That's <laughs> so when they
1: went down to two in a bed and finally one in a bed.
2: Because <laughs> like, one of them got jackknifed and the other one got
1: aqua glided. <laughs> one of them aqua glided right out of the bed. And the,
2: and the one last <laughs> one. Sort
0: of a slick of piss.
2: <laughs> the one last one is just lying in bed shivering with PTSD to this day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just whizzing around. Yeah. The show really was called Three in a Bed. Um, between the years of twenty ten and twenty eleven. What a, an amazing Easter egg for
0: true
2: fans of the show. I don't, don't wanna break I don't wanna break Kfabe here, Steve, but did you actually put any comedic effort into writing anything in this, this in? Is this all just <laughs> real? Have you just written down a real script from a real show? You've this is bullshit. We me and Log have put effort in.
0: I wanna feature now. Uh, now for another, it's another one of my personal favourites. I can't take all of these in
1: a row. They're so, they're so emotionally, like, draining. Yeah, I've I've got nothing left t- to care about. It seems crazy that
2: we're reading these out
0: rather than just playing clips. So yeah, this is episode eight of season seven of Home Improvement. And um, I think you're about the whole conceit of Home Improvement that Tim Allen lived on one side of a fence and his neighbor Wilson lived on the other side of the fence. And that was basically it. But um, on this episode, we went over the fence and it's just, instead of being like a big issue that needed addressing a society, this was a colossal format breaker that really changed the rules for sitcoms. What was the name of the episode when they went over the fence? Call that a fence. It's not a fence. Don't take offense. That's my fence. It's, it's wordy, but that was the style at the time. Yeah, it was just question,
2: question, question. The Radio Times was about two foot wide. It was nuts. <laughs>
0: Is it folded out like a brochure? Yeah. <laughs> you got issued with a gobo that you could project onto your ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> a
1: gobo? <laughs> a gobo? I haven't heard
2: that term since A-level drama.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the scenes of Home Improvement. Hmm. Hi, I'm Jill Taylor, and that voice you can hear on the other side of that fence is my husband, Tim Taylor. Uh-huh. That's right, Tim. Tonight, I'm on Wilson's side of the fence. A lot of people have written to the home improvement team over the years, asking why they never get to see Wilson's
1: face.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> For instance, this letter from six-year-old Candy Stanton. Why do I never see Wilson over the fence? Is it to represent the insurmountable personal barriers that the primitive human urge to delineate our property creates, and to try and nudge us all into a borderless state of sharing and community? Yes, Tim. Children do say the fucking stupidest things. (laughs) Meanwhile, Chad Hunkerton from Milwaukee, Massachusetts, Tennessee, asks... Does his legs go off into smoke and his very long tongue go around and lick everything like a monster munch man? Uh, Chad, you're absolutely right. Wilson's legs do go off into smoke and yes, his very long tongue does indeed go around and lick everything like a monster munch man.
2: Hi, I'm Wilson. In most episodes, my tongue is nailed into the fence to stop it going around and licking everything like a monster munch man. But, for this very special episode Tim lent me his claw hammer To remove that nail
0: Don't worry Tim You'll get your hammer back <laughs>
2: I, don't, I don't want to break I don't want to pull the curtain back too much But that one was That one was
0: specified as Mollified <laughs> Does the noise, comma, mollified. Great direction. And absolutely perfect. <laughs> Just played backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Uh, guys, serious. So <laughs> issues. this is so so much bigger than us. As you can see, Wilson, his tongue free, has now lost the power of speech as his tongue begins to go around in the aforementioned fashion. That's right, Tim Licking everything like a Monster Munch Man Namely, the roast beef Monster Munch Man And because his legs go off into smoke now And always did He can't help but float around like an evil ghost What needs ghost-busting? Woo! Oh, give over, Tim Uh, I'll tell you what would improve this home Is if it had a ghostbuster in it
2: Hey there, I'm Egon, Sp- Egon Spengler, your neighbor from the other side.
0: You'll have to speak up. I'm in Wilson's garden, so you're two gardens away. <coughs> oh, not now, Tim. What is it, Mr. Spengler from number 84?
2: I just heard you saying you needed a ghost buster.
0: Yes, Wilson's legs have gone off into smoke again. He's all over the place. Do you want me to come over? Uh, Oh, Tim, will you give
2: it a fucking rest? I'm on my way.
0: Okay, so a fair bit happened in the ad break. Wilson went under the roof using his tongue like a tarzan vine. Egon's strangled himself on the clothesline, and while he's not dead yet, all he can do is gasp, and that's bad TV. <coughs> <coughs> oh, shut up, Egon. Can't you see I'm upset? Uh? Yes, Tim. I have learned my lesson. Uh? I'll never leave the house again, unless it's for a location seen at a hardware store. Eh? You win, Tim! You can do your catchphrase now! Keep em peeled, home improvers. Ad Astra. <laughs> so,
2: I, pro- I, I properly like, bellowed with laughter when I came across Ad Astra. And, <laughs> and, and I messaged Log specifically to say... <laughs> <laughs> that I was laughing at his feature, and that was the bit.
0: <laughs> on my beaches, like you me, calling me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <Run it through laughs> on my beaches, behind all time. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Oh!
2: One of my... And this is actually going to be the last of the, the very special episodes we cover tonight. One of my favourite of all time is... It's a little different, actually. Um because obviously most very special episodes are about, you know, just, just cooling it on the, on the laughs and the japes and the antics. Uh, But this is actually kind of the opposite. This, this is from the 31st of March, 2017, which is uh, four years ago today, as we record. Uh, And this is from the channel four news, a very special episode from the channel four news. So we'll play it for you now through the medium of us. So good evening. I'm John Snow and this is the news. Today's top story. You think the news is full of old squares, but actually we're really cool and drink fizzy pop and play video games like Medieval, the game about a skeleton. Tonight in a very special report we will tell you exactly why you should think that we, the news, are cool. To tell us more about that
0: is Krishnan Guru Murthy. Thanks John. I'm Krishnan Guru Murthy the one whose entire public persona seems to be based on the fact that I wear trainers instead of big old leather shoes. You join me in front of Parliament, which is full of old fuddy-duddies who could do with a wedgie pronto. I hate coming to Parliament, and when I have to for work, I always stick up the V's at Big Ben to show him how I feel about it. Sometimes... I time-flicking the Vs to the exact second Big Ben rings, and it looks like I've made the bell cry. I love doing that. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that even though I'm here, I'm here in an uncool place, I'm extremely rad.
2: Christian, I just want to get a sense of the atmosphere where you are. Am I right in thinking that you're bringing what onlookers have called a party vibe to that bit of grass where all the news
0: reports from Parliament happen? That's absolutely right, John. For a start, I'm wearing trainers, which you can't see on the camera, but trust me, they're absolutely fresh. I've also bought four tins of lager, and I'm going to drink those and then do parkour off a statue in Parliament Square. And uh, which statue will that be? I think I'm going to do it off the top of the statue of two-time South African Prime Minister Jan Smuts because he's got his legs wide open. And once I'm up there, I can dangle a finger under there and pretend my finger is his todger. One final line of inquiry for you, Krishnan. Do you have a Bluetooth speaker with you? Yes, I do. And it's one of those ones you can get wet so I can fizz up my lager if I want to. What? Because you it's get one it wet with w- the lager. It's, <laughs> I'm just going to read all the words. Yes, I do, and it's one of those ones that can get wet so that I can fizz up my lager if I want to. I'm going to and say that again, probably. On the speaker, that's, that's the implication. Yes, I do, and it's one of those ones that can get wet so that I can fizz it up on my lager if I want to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and what will you be playing on the speaker I'll be playing reggae. Krishnan, thank you. Of course, questions remain about whether all newscasters are cool or whether it's just newscasters from Channel 4, the station that sometimes shows bush at night. To help answer that, in the studio, we have legendary BBC anchor Moira Stewart, who's doing a handstand. Moira, hello.
1: Hello, John. Thank you for inviting me on. So, Moira, tell me about the BBC
2: News team. Obviously, you have that crazy rave music in your intro, which is a great start, but does that mask a team of absolute Larrys?
1: Quite the contrary, John. The BBC News team likes to get down and dirty with the best of them. And we are the best of them. So we get down and dirty with ourselves. What many people don't know is that under the BBC news desk, there is always four or five people in torn Hessian clothing, dancing until they sweat on each other like that bit in the Matrix reloaded. As soon as the end of the news is done, and I'm no longer in silhouette shuffling my papers while the credits roll, I slide off my chair like all my bones are gone, and I start pulling shapes until the small hours... I literally go downwards and get dirty because of all of the sweat under that desk. That's very interesting, and presumably you'd say that
2: prolonged dancing accounts for the upper body strength that's allowing you to hold a handstand for so long as you speak to me.
1: Oh, undoubtedly, John. None of us at the BBC go to the gym, because life is a gym and we don't pump iron, we pump experience. That's interesting you say that, Moira, because I'm holding evidence here
2: from publicly released BBC documents that you do in fact have a Virgin Active membership.
1: Oh, that, well, well, yes, I mean, yes, but I just go into the bit where they give you the smoothies and that. I never actually use the the facilities there.
2: I find that very difficult to believe, Miss Stewart. I put it to you that you go to the gym so that you can do long handstands to impress people. Trying to be cool is, in fact, uncool, which means you're a dweeb, QED. Well,
1: I've never been so insulted in all my life. I worked very hard to be able to do cool handstands. Nah.
2: There it is, admission that you worked to be cool, Moira Stewart. I think we've heard quite enough about how cool inverted commas the bbc news team is thank you very much goodbye get this duck out of here boys and so there we have it our special report provides incontrovertible proof that channel four newscasters are cool and you should tell your teenage friends about us and swap mixtapes of our voices and in a final piece of other news Darfur exploded today good night
1: I like to harmonise at the end. That's nice. Bam, it goes... Bam, bam. Bam. It goes But I like to go... <laughs> wow, you're yeah, so
2: different. Really, if
1: you sing it in front of your boyfriend... Uh, Goosebumps all round. Bet
0: you're the one dick <laughs> who always harmonises happy birthday to you as well. I guess it's uh, 20 minutes since I ingested whatever it was, and I feel woolly. I feel slightly separated from myself. Hi John, I'm Dan. I like a regular feature, son. You like a regular feature, too? Regular, regular feature, too. no function, now function.
1: Uh, Well, we've subjected ourselves and the readers to a veritable litany of very special episodes that have left me feeling hollow,
0: that left me feeling dry, hungry, hungry. Like an empty hexagon that needs to be filled with honey. (gasps) Well,
1: funny you should say so, Log, because if the readers have been affected by any of the issues raised in this episode of the regular features podcast they can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and there they will find all the support
0: they need i've got a hotline for you oh no i shouldn't talk like that sorry
1: they can pledge (laughs) an amount of their choosing to help us make the podcast it could be one pound it could be two pound it could be three (laughs) pound guess what it could even be five pounds and i know from experience that supporting People who do something you
0: enjoy is it heals all trauma. You got so wrapped up in that. You didn't notice that Joe lifted his hand up because I think he was going to ask, Can they give four pounds? No, I wasn't. (laughs) I was actually so
2: amazed by three pounds. That I lifted my hands up, but because I'm slightly skewed off to one side, it looked like I was raising one hand exactly. instead I thought, of both.
0: <laughs> okay, now I understand.
2: <laughs> and the idea of four pounds, I mean, fucking hell, you could raise four pounds. I'd never thought of it before now, but you could pledge four pounds an episode.
1: It's a great, it's a, not many people pledge four pounds mm. Once you go above three, they tend to round up to five. It's like snapping to a grid, isn't it? Just get there. Get up to five, good love. Why don't you blow our minds by being one of our few four-pound patrons, and you will get a four-pound B name in return from us. That's a two-kilogram B name, nearly. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth its weight in B names. It's time to pay the piper, boys. Could you please give B names to the following patrons? Michael Adich, or Adich. Well, <laughs> wait, wait,
2: you can't say two different pronunciations of the same name when what we're going to try and do is make the one name sound really close okay. to one
0: other word. I'm sorry, Michael, I'm settling on Adich. In that case, thank you for making it easy, it's like the old adage: "A yep. A B in the hand is precisely balanced with a B in the other hand. That is how... All um, bees weigh how, the how, same. Bees weigh the same. The queen bee, on the other hand, should always be stored in the mouth, in the centre of gravity, <laughs> so as not to topple you. <laughs> <laughs> Please give a bee name to Jerry Terry.
2: Jerry Terry had a bee. Jerry Terry f- fell Come on the Come and see. Jerry Terry f- fell right down. Jerry Terry's got Bumhole a frown. Bumhole brown. Bumhole brown. <laughs> Jerry Terry met a bee. A friend that only he could see. <laughs> Jerry Terry was insane. Jerry Terry,
0: who's to blame?
2: Who's to blame?
0: If you're Jerry Terry's mother,
1: maybe you're to blame. <laughs> and finally, give a bee name
0: to M. MB Games. And, um, literally, there's a company called MB Games. <laughs> and like, MB
2: Games? Yes, they... Um... Well, it's got M and B in it. He's really... He's cut right down the middle and just gone, that's it.
0: That's the, okay. that's the cultural reference. Let's try something else then. Hmm bee juice all on my sticky top. I guess I'm going to have to take this t-shirt off before I climb into the swimming pool. Oh no. This Lido has been closed for three years. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like
2: the actions you were doing along with that, but I loved Uh, the story.
1: (laughs) Thank you all for your patronage. I hope you enjoy your bee names, which over recent episodes have turned into short B stories that won't fit in Twitter handles, but um, but they will fit in
0: tweets. So just tweet oh, them instead. Tweets and obituaries. So please put them in your will and then pin your will to your Twitter feed. <laughs> Make it
1: accessible. There's online will writing services now. They're advertising them on podcasts all the time. Yeah, we don't advertise a will writing service we demand that you put some B bullshit in your (laughs) obituaries instead which I think is the same thing we make money from it just like they make money from their will writing ads we do don't we you've made me feel a lot better about the fact that no one wants to advertise on this podcast hmm that's All crazy. because of that fucking. The first episode of Regular Features literally has the word pedophiles in the title.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should change that. I think that is why I changed the name to the inauguration. <laughs> they would just check the first
1: episode. Like, that's why Audible won't give us any money. Mm. They said they, they did say that our content is not <coughs> good or.
2: Nice. <laughs> I listened to Silence of the Lambs, the book on Audible, and that's worse than anything we've ever done. It's not yeah.
0: neither good nor nice. <laughs> exactly.
2: So, I mean, the guy who, let me tell you, the guy who does the voiceover for the Silence of the Lambs audiobook, he can't do Clarice Starling. So, and we can. We've heard Steve do it. <laughs> exactly.
1: I ate his liver. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> With some fava beans and a bottle of
2: chianti. Get the jingles ready to go out. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Good night! It's another successful episode.
0: Regular <laughs> 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 <laughs>